Hi, I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-Minute Parenting series of books. Welcome to the 15-Minute Parenting Podcast, where each episode is 15 minutes long and deals with a common parenting issue using therapeutic play as a solution. Let's get going. Some of you will know that in addition to this podcast, I also do the weekly parenting slot on News Talk FM every Wednesday, where parents write in with their questions and I give some answers to some of those questions every week. Some time ago, I got a question in from a parent who was talking about her kids' behavior in terms of how normal it was, how typical it was of young children, but what she was seeking help and support with was her own behavior in response to theirs. She talked about feeling so angry and frustrated and short-tempered with her children and that she really didn't like the parent she was becoming and spoke about it in terms of I am not the parent I set out to be this is not what I wanted this to be like so I answered it and I talked a bit about therapeutic parenting and using some techniques that therapists use but you certainly don't need to be a therapist to use and in fact that's really the bedrock of my 15 minute parenting model and you've heard me say that many times now but What happened after answering that letter is really what stayed with me. Since then, and I mean ongoing right up to this week, I receive so many contacts from parents who are saying, I listened to that piece and it just really spoke to me. I felt like that woman was describing me. I'm that parent. What can I do? I find myself getting so irritable with my children. I know it's me and not them. I just don't know what's going on. And it really brought up for me a core principle about parenting that's often overlooked and under discussed. And that is Becoming a parent and facing the daily demands, the daily needs, the constancy of the demand of our children, especially a young child, is going to bring any unresolved issues that we are holding ourselves bubbling right to the surface. There is no better way to discover or rediscover your own unresolved issues than to become a parent. And if we don't address those issues, they're absolutely going to impact upon and influence the kind of parent we're going to be to our child, whether that's the kind of parent we consciously set out to be or that we would like to be or not. You know that phrase, history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. I think that's so true of parenting because how we experienced being parented in our own childhoods is going to directly influence and inform and indeed shape the kind of parents we become to our own children. Because our own early childhood experiences, good, bad, and everything in between, leave us with a psychological scotoma. And what that word really means is a mental blind spot, making us kind of oblivious to be honest to what our own children might need from us because we're blinded by what we cannot see it's that phrase of we can't nurture others or we're certainly going to struggle to if we feel unnurtured ourselves and any insecurity in our own early attachments is of course going to contribute to an active current sense of unfulfillment or disappointment in our own parenting experience this is why in my 15 minute parenting books, I always suggest that you start with introspection, that you look inwards, 
so that you can focus outwards beyond yourself and onto your children. I call this a parental self-audit. Now, in this podcast, I'm not going to get to go through with you the full parental self-audit, but it is in chapter one of 15-minute parenting, zero to seven years. And it's also actually something I refer back to in the eight to 12 years book. So if you have that one, you'll also be able to do your parental self-audit. And it is something I encourage you to do not once, but repeatedly. You don't have to do it weekly now or anything like that, but every once in a while, sit down and do a parental self-audit because parenting is a journey and it changes. Our parenting is supposed to grow and develop in line with our children's growth and development because just as you think you've got the parenting thing nailed if you ever do your children are going to grow up a stage and all of a sudden you're thrown into disarray again and all of the strategies and things that once worked for you suddenly now don't that's when you want to sit back down and go okay i need to do this parental self-audit again with my child at this stage of development in mind and recalling myself at that stage of development But broadly speaking, a parental self-audit is broken down into three parts. You start with a series of reflective questions. These might include things like, what was it like growing up for you? In what ways was your relationship with your mother similar to and different from your relationship with your father? How were you disciplined as a child and how did it make you feel at the time? And now in recalling it, How do you feel about that now? How do you wish you had been responded to in those moments of emotional distress when you were a child? Who played with you as a child? Do you have memories of your parents playing with or singing to or reading to you? And can you bring to mind a specific time that that happened? And how does it make you feel to recall that? I also go through in the parental self-audit questions about loss. You know, if someone important to you died or moved away, who were they? What was their role in in your life and how did you move beyond that loss? And who helped you to do so? I ask you about how were successes celebrated in your family? How were disappointments managed? And did you have important adults in your life outside of your immediate family? You know, there's a whole list of reflective questions there. And then I move you on to the second stage of the parental self-audit, which is about things that bring you pleasure now actively in your life. And even as you listen to me, try to bring to mind three, even five things if you can, but certainly three things that bring you pleasure. So these should be things that are about you. Not about your child, not about how they bring you pleasure, not about you as a parent, but about you as a person. So your list might include things like things that bring you pleasure might be, you know, swimming, uh, painting, arts and crafts, running, football, dinner with friends, a massage, a blow dry, a hot towel shave, a night away alone with your partner or simply a night away alone. Anything like that. And of course, you know, that's not meant to be prescriptive. You would have your own things there. And once you have a couple of those things in mind, ask yourself, when was the last time you got to do each of those things that bring you pleasure? When was the last time you got to do any of those things that bring you pleasure? And then have a th- uh, take time to think, can you build time into your week to ensure that you do at least one of these things each week? And if you can't, if you're saying, no, not a chance, I couldn't fit anything else in, Ask yourself, 
what needs to change or shift in order for you to be able to do something, at least one thing, once a week that brings you pleasure. I think that's really, really important that we are able to model for our children, taking time for ourselves, taking care of ourselves and putting our own needs first. I think we're modeling good self-care when we do that. The third stage then of the parental self audit is that you pause to consider your how you currently parent your child. Now, if you've more than one child, it's really important that you do this with each individual child in mind, because how you parent each of your children is not the same. If we're being honest with ourselves, it's not the same because they're not the same. So it wouldn't be appropriate if you did a one size fits all approach to this. But holding your child in mind, ask yourself questions like, do I find opportunities each day to tell my child that I love them and that I am proud of them? Do I give my child opportunities to practice independence? Am I developing these opportunities in line with their development? Am I able to be firm yet gentle with my child when necessary? In other words, am I able to hold boundaries and set limits for my child. While they might not thank you for it, I'm certain they won't, children do benefit from calm, clear, consistent boundaries and limits. Am I safe, predictable, calm and consistent in how I interact with and respond to my child? Do I follow their lead where possible but take charge when necessary? And do I know the difference between those two? Do I have the opportunity to laugh at least once a day with my child? Does my child feel that I enjoy them? And how do I know that? And there are other questions that you can go through as well as part of that audit. I think something that's rarely spoken about when we discuss the topic of parenting is looking inwards to parent outwards, is healing from our own experience of being parented, but also that whole area of how parenthood impacts on, on us as people, but also on our intimate partner relationships, our relationship with our co-parent, if you have a co-parent, because becoming parents is stressful, even if it's not your first time or your first child. And added to that is the fear that we're not good enough. In my experience of working with parents, I have found most parents I work with to be massively aware of all the things that they think they're getting wrong and actually under aware of the things they're getting right. And trust me, we are all getting far more right than we are getting wrong. I think with very rare exception, most of us are doing the very best that we can. And good enough is good enough. We have to embrace that as our starting point. I do think though that we also have to take time for our relationships with our friends, with our partner, with the other adults in our lives and with people outside of our children. I think children should be a very important part of our lives if we choose to have them, a very important part of our families, but they should not be the most important thing. Your sense of self, your well-being and your relationship with your partner is absolutely paramount. You are the glue that keeps the family together and that's not to be overlooked. Do you know, nothing shocks me more than when a parent tells me that they haven't been away from their children overnight in maybe three or four years. And honestly, that's not a one-off story I've heard either. Now, not only is that not in your interests as a parent, as a person, it's actually not in your child's best interests either because they have to go through a process. You might have heard me talk about this before about developing 
people permanence. They have to know that when we're not together, that we still exist and we will return. They have to be able to hold us in mind and know that they can be held in our minds. They can only develop this if they experience us going and returning, going and returning. And we do gradually build that up. You know, in the early days, look at it's enough to try and get to the bathroom on your own without your child going, where are you gone? Come back. And as we grow up, it might be going for a walk. It might be going for a dinner. It might be getting to see a movie. And eventually it might be a weekend, an overnight, a weekend if you're really lucky, away. And maybe you have, you are lucky enough and you have friends or family who will take your children for an overnight or a weekend once in a while. And if they offer, take them up on that offer. You know, arrange it in advance. And the better planned you are, the easier it's going to be for you to switch off. But more regularly than the night away or the weekend away, try to have a date night. You know, just you and your partner or a night out with a friend if you're parenting alone. Once a week is optimistic, but try to make sure you're doing it every two or three weeks. At the outset, once a month, you're getting out for a dinner. And what you might want to do is Look, banning talk of your children at a night out dinner is unrealistic because they're such an important part of your life. But what you might agree is that you won't only talk about the children. You'll talk about, you know, life, about work, about other people. You'll talk about things that have happened that made you laugh, that shocked you, that gave you a great idea. You want to have fun and laugh together. And equally, you might want something as an individual you know even if you are in a couple maybe you both need time with your own friends and away from each other that's purely about you and that's really important that might be you know a hobby it might be a book club it might be getting out with friends going for a walk doing it alone even whatever it is it's going to be a huge investment in yourself and that is a huge investment in your family and your relationship with your children I also think one of the things that we overlook is playfulness in our adult lives. I mean, how often in our adult lives do we get to be silly, like really silly? Hardly ever and certainly not enough. And one of the things I've come across in my work with parents is parents who say, gosh, you know, it's it's years since I truly played. I don't even know if I remember how to. But I think that that's something that we shouldn't just see as child's play. That's something we do with children. But I think actually play is a state of mind and a way of being and we have to embrace being playful with each other if we're going to be playful in our homes in our lives and with our children so now stay with me on this one because I appreciate it's going to take a leap of faith what I'm going to ask you to do um, and you might feel silly but then again there's no harm in feeling silly once in a while I'm going to give you a couple of games to play with your partner and this is play without an intimate agenda, okay? This is just play for play's sake and being playful. Turn chores that you're doing into games. Look, you're going to have to wash the dishes anyway. It's not exciting. You're going to have to do it. But what you might want to do is a little bit of role play while you're doing it. You could role play being movie characters or being interviewer, interviewee or sports commentators. You know, think along the lines of, you know, Peter takes the bowl. It's still dripping wet. He passes it to Samantha who wraps it in a tea towel before stacking it on the sideboard. Amazing. So tell me, Peter, how did you prepare for this role of Cinderella? And have you done much housework previously or words to that effect? You're going to play with it. But if that's a little stretch too far for you, why don't you start by just challenging each other to come up with one joke each day and see who can make the other laugh hardest. 
You could try a version of hide and seek to bring some more affection and nurture into it as well in that you leave your partner a surprise note telling them one thing that you love about them or a memory you thought of from your dating days that made you smile or simply leave a chocolate or sweet by their pillow for them to find. It's really about saying, I, I, I smile when I think of you. I enjoy you and I remember those good times and being playful. I think if you can do that, take care of yourself, reflect inwards to parent outwards and rediscover playfulness in your adult relationships and particularly with, your, with each other as parents, then you're child-proofing your relationship. You're investing in yourself and you're prioritizing your own emotional needs too. And that's something that's always worth doing. And that is the essence of therapeutic parenting. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode useful, subscribe, share with a friend, give us a like, all of which helps people find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to come back next week for a new 15-minute parenting episode or check our archives for previous topics. You can find me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune. And between now and then, have fun.